0: Welcome to Behind the Buttons, our show where we recap the week and brainstorm the future of Two Buttons Deep, the fastest growing media company in upstate New York. I'm Jack, and this is Taylor.
1: You've come a long way, and yes, there's more to go, but good things take time. Just ask the flowers.
0: That was your intro?
1: Yeah, I literally just Googled inspirational quote when I read the first thing that came up. It was on a poster. I was going to say... Uh, you have to be a caterpillar before you can be a butterfly. That's true. But I, I think I just made that up. Um, no, that's how uh, physics works. It's from like an old AIM bio of someone's, I I guess. like it. Well, okay. thanks for
0: the dose of inspiration as we kick off this podcast live from the bullpen in downtown Glens Falls.
1: Whew. I feel like we owe this place our life right now.
0: We do. We have been all over the place, all over the great upstate today. We went up to Granville. Then we went to a zoo, and then we ended up in Glens Falls. And all we wanted to do was record this podcast somewhere. Nowhere could accommodate us. We were in and out. The biggest downfall was the fact it's raining. We were trying to just do it on someone's porch. That's the easiest. But long alas, we found the bullpen and their private upstairs suite, which they graciously offered to us. Uh, Let us drink some Coronas here.
1: Yeah, when you can't push a porch pint outside, you solicit from door to door and find a place to do it inside. Yes. So shouts to them.
0: So let's kick this off. We got Coronas stacked to the gills with a fresh lime. And if you watched last week's episode, you will know that Joe had a very tough time doing this. And we did a poll of whether you flip your Corona when you put the lime in. Because we know Coronas are superior with lime. But there's kind of an art when you put the lime in, then you flip it, and it gets all the bubbles aerating. Do you do it normally?
1: Uh, not really, because I'm not coordinated enough to do that.
0: Yeah, well, neither is Joe. It splashed all over his laptop and uh, just wasn't a good look by any means. What? Did,
1: wait, what were the results of the poll?
0: Most people were saying they don't do it for oh, this really? reason exactly. Oh, okay. But it does enhance it.
1: Yeah, 100%. You get the lime
0: juice to the bottom. Otherwise, you're just kind of sipping lime juice the whole time.
1: What's the name of the drink that I used to have in college where you fill this medium area with Bacardi? We would fill it with blueberry Bacardi, and then you put the lime in, and then you shake. That's a trip.
0: That's regret. That'll
1: send you home early. Yeah. But here's the only thing, though. When we do this, we got to be nice to the bullpen so we can't make a mess.
0: I have a good feeling about this. Are we going so. do it at the same time? Yeah. Okay. All right. So the lime goes in.
1: I feel like my thumbs aren't big enough. It's like when you're a little kid and you try to go over the sewer grates and your shoes are too small and you feel like you're going to get sucked in into another world.
0: My dogs are terrified of sewer
1: grates. I am too. Like, I feel like it scarred me from when I was a kid and my thumbs in comparison. Well,
0: actually, maybe Well, I, I've... I oh, have a, God. Oh, God. A
1: lot of space. A lot of sp- okay. right, How, It's not like the ice cream thing. It's not like a three-second roll, right? Well, Fuck. you got
0: to do it till the lime goes... We, you
1: can't put it over because we're going to get in trouble.
0: You got to do it till the lime sinks up. Oh,
1: oh Jack, that's oh. what I said. <gasps> oh. oh, my God. <laughs> what did I say? That was way worse than Joe, and we're so going to be in trouble. Are you fucking kidding oh, me? No.
0: That- the bullpen graciously gives <sighs> us their sweet, and we just blew there's a my load pit. all over it.
1: There's my pit right there. That Jack,
0: was so bad.
1: I know Jack well enough that where there's been so many things where he's like, watch me do this on camera, and he takes it too far, and he exaggerates just for fun. And sometimes I call you out on it and you're like, no, I didn't. And you just did. And this poor guy, he's like, I'm going to come back up here and check. You better. Oh, my. That's really bad. That's
0: all over the window.
1: You got to wipe this that down.
0: Oh, Did my you do it God. on purpose? I wish I did.
1: I feel like you did it on purpose.
0: That's, you know what that is? Regret. Physics.
1: No. <laughs> that was like a rainbow. <laughs> I swear to God, you needed to get a napkin right now and clean that up. We will. Or a rag. I know, but it's going to dry.
0: We'll be okay. This oh week's episode, Jonah, I think you should probably start cleaning that.
1: Oh my God.
0: Producer, part-time producer, part-time janitor, staff, Jonah. Thank you. Um, today's I cannot episode, believe that. That was a bad way to kick this off.
1: I honestly, you love Glens Falls so much. I think you're out of a, out of a second home. We've I, had enough embarrassing thing happen today in Glens Falls that yeah. I think this might be it for you.
0: That's the worst part. I need this drink after everything we went through today. Um, today's episode is brought to you by the Skinny Pancake. Far away from this Godforsaken town. <laughs> Skinny Pancake just came to downtown Albany. Been here for a few months. One of our favorite spots to eat some grade A crepes. And if you have not tried the Skinny Pancake, the perfect time is coming. April 20th. This upcoming Wednesday, they're giving away free crepes. You just got to show up and eat some delicious crepes. And that's going to be the best introduction to the Skinny Pancake because it's 420 and uh, you might be a little hungrier than you usually are.
1: How's that? Why is that?
0: Are you still focused on this wall?
1: I'm so embarrassed right now. I mean, we walked into so many bars here that we immediately walked out of, weren't greeted by nice people, and then we say no. And then now that's at the one place that welcomes us with open arms.
0: He's he's wiping it down.
1: I paid for the beers, though. This All right. Well, that wasn't free. I didn't never said anything was free. Nothing is free. They let us use the space for free in exchange for promotion, which how the hell are we going to promote this now?
0: I don't know. <laughs> Do we take it from the
1: top? No, no. This is the content.
0: Keep going. Um, so this is just on par with what's been happening today, folks. We took off for... A trip to go meet a new client up in Granville. Mm-hmm. Did you know where Granville was before today?
1: Um, for the sake of the podcast, no.
0: Well, then what do you mean for the sake of the podcast?
1: Like, I, Keith's been going there for work, but I don't know what it's like claim to fame is or anything. Like, I don't know the town for anything. I don't know it for the col- colored slate capital of the world.
0: Yeah, if you didn't know, Granville is the colored slate capital of the world. If you basically go to Glens Falls and go east, it's the town closest to the Vermont border. And I must have driven by it many times going to Vermont. That's kind of like the main route you take when going to Burlington. But we have a new client there. Um, we said it was a secret. We said it was covering what is the prohibition of the 21st century, the end of prohibition of the 20th, 21st century. It's a marijuana business. They've been a hemp company for many years. They also run a brewery, and they're gonna be on the forefront of developing weed and selling it to at their own dispensary in Granville and distributing it around the great upstate and beyond.
1: is cannabis like the technical term that we should use until it's
0: like did I say that
1: you said marijuana ah, is that worse? I feel like that's worse uh, I don't know why cannabis cannabis, yeah, that's like the marijuana that's like um. Like the fancy word, like the doctor's word. Yes. It's not the shorthand. Yes. It's the
0: longhand. I like it. Mm-hmm. So what was your thoughts on Granville?
1: Um, you know, I think part of what we do here at Two Buttons Deep is we're solely focused on like the potential and the upcoming bits of pieces around the Capital Region and beyond. So, I liked that um, there was a walkable little downtown. You know, some of the downtowns are short, like a hose, just a little bit. That was just a little bit in Granville, but I liked it. Some restaurants, a brewery, obviously all the potential of, you know, the project that we're going to work on, but it's a very, like, kind of pass-through type of town, but hopefully one eventually that you want to stop and spend a couple hours. A lot of antiques, too. That don't hurt.
0: Yeah, we found a nice antique flash Smoke, smoking store, they had a couple of good restaurants, and yeah, it's a very, around me, like an old western town. Yeah. Little downtown strip, nothing above two stories, some interesting characters. We mm-hmm. met one guy from Brooklyn who says he was mm-hmm. there because of a one-night stand and two babies because of so. Uh, but I think we can kind of, once they develop, they're turning an old bank into a dispensary, and... To, get it, to go to a dispensary now in Massachusetts, it's kind of a day trip. You, you know, you get lunch, you make a day out of it. And I think we can start selling that up there in Washington County, which I'm very excited about.
1: Absolutely. And you're still not that far from Saratoga, from Glens Falls. So very cool project that I think we'll develop over time. We'll kind of figure out what we what we love about it, what we think said potential is. But in terms of what we do day to day, we're always down for a road trip and to see wherever things take us.
0: Yes. When we were on the road. And when, when things were taking us, we happened upon, what was the first, oh, first we happened upon a giant furniture facility that was so big and extravagant, we had to pull over and check it out. And it's this 120 plus year old furniture manufacturer that makes like grade A patio furniture, known all around the world, handmade all right there in Granville. So that was stop number one. We almost did the podcast there because I had a bunch of seats.
1: True telescope. Shout out to them. That was some bougie yes. patio furniture.
0: Yeah, definitely out of our out of, out of our range. But then we kept going and we found something even more peculiar. It was a zoo in the middle of nowhere.
1: What was it called?
0: The Jungle, jungle
1: Express.
0: The Magic Jungle Zoo.
1: No, I think it was the Jungle Express, which would make sense because it's a small zoo. No, it said zoo. Yeah, the Jungle Express Zoo. Okay. There's no magic happening there, I don't think.
0: So, it it was the Jungle Experience
1: Oh, damn. I was close. I had the EX.
0: Yep. So, we pull a one. We pull a U. It's literally like the size of an ice cream stand, and it has this big fence, and I'm like, but they got, you know, just like these caricatures of kangaroos and a couple other things, and I'm like, there's no way they have a zebra back there. There's no way they have real animals in the boonies in the edge of winter in upstate New York. So we pull in, there's one car there, and we walk up to the fence. You can't see it, but thanks to being 6'1, I could peek over. And what do I see but a camel? And then a zebra and sheep. And we're hearing all these noises. And we're I have never been more mind-blown at a pit stop. And I've pit stopped many places around America, but this really caught me by surprise. I didn't know zebras could exist in upstate New York without proper, you know, facilitation. This thing was just hanging out there like a chicken in a in a coop.
1: Yeah, because I wasn't 6-1, I was just standing there thinking who is about to like barrel out behind the fence with some sort of threat to like get off their property. And I did not expect it to be like kind of a cute girl. I thought she was, you know, she was pretty. She looked cute for Granville. No offense. Um, She didn't want to be on camera because she was in the farm doing her thing, but that's not who I was expecting. No. And you were expecting her to be a little bit nicer uh, when you asked for, Jack was like asking for a behind the scenes tour.
0: Well, I mean, not many people, nonetheless a media company probably stumble upon their property I thought she would maybe want a friend. She was clearly there alone. She was the farmer's daughter, which I think there are some songs about. And, yeah, she was like, don't film me. Why are you guys here? Yes, we have zebras. Yes, we have camels. Like, why? A As zebra, if it was
1: a camel. Oh, yeah, I
0: was like, you got zebra? She was like, we have a zebra, and we're looking for another one. And I was like, okay, well, I can't help you because this is all new to me. And I thought she was going to throw us a bone. And I was like, can we just go look inside? And she was like, no.
1: Well, they're doing a lot of renovations, but however, you can book a viewing with some of the smaller handheld animals, she called them.
0: I just want the zebra. I'm so curious about zebras. How, have
1: you never seen a zebra?
0: Not up close in Granville, New York.
1: Yeah, but you've been to a zoo and you've seen a zebra shortly. Yeah, the
0: Bronx Zoo, but that's like properly distanced. This one was literally...
1: You feel like you could get closer to this zebra I feel than like other I was zebras? The, yeah, I
0: feel like I was just at like an outdoor shelter.
1: You should have gone to Adirondack Animal Land. That was probably one of my peak pandemic activities when they did the drive through zoo. I just heard so much about it. I went on the final weekend, and it was so cool. Like, the camels were in your sunroof, in your car. I think I saw a zebra. That was a good time.
0: All right. I do got to do that. Maybe i just overestimate what it takes to host uh, an animal that should be in Africa. But here we are in upstate New York. We went on our way because she wanted nothing to do with us. Uh, made it to Glens Falls. Had some great sushi. Actually, wasn't my best visit there. Mikado, I do recommend it. I've, I've been to all the sushi places in Glens Falls. It is my favorite, but something was a little off that time. And we wanted to record there, but I could not find who was in charge. We, our waiter was like, I just started here, so I wasn't going to ask him if we could record a podcast. Then there was a bartender, and then everyone else was just like in the kitchen. And I couldn't find someone in charge, so we went on our way. And we stopped at a place which I consider to be the Bradley of Glens Falls. It's called, I think it's called Messy House. I've been there three or four times. Absolute hole in the wall with dust on every surface. And you pay like three bucks for a Miller Lite. Our kind of vibe. Little pool table, dim lights. People you don't want to know their backstory of, but that's the magic of it. And I'm like, they will let us record a podcast there. We go in. And it's way too loud. What is it? Thursday at 4 p.m. and people are just smoking loud music. And I'm like, this is not the vibe. So we leave. And on our way out, this girl in there, who's probably like 30-something, she's looking at us. She's like, what's the problem? What's the problem? As we're leaving. And I'm just beelining it because I'm just trying to record this damn podcast somewhere. And so I'm like, just ignore it. Just ignore it. Let's walk And we're walking to the next bar, J.P. Bruno's, and she literally chased us down the road. She (laughs) chased us and goes, hey, come here. Come here. What's the problem? And she's like not as pretty as a zoo girl, but she's not ugly. Like she's (laughs) a fairly attractive woman in her 30s running after us saying, why did you leave the bar? What's the problem? Like there's no problem. We're just trying to record a podcast. We can't do it there. She goes, oh, if you need to record a podcast, you should just come to my hotel room. And we're like, A, no, but B, where's the hotel room? Because we're, we're getting desperate here. She's like, I'm staying at the Queensberry Hotel. And we're like, why Why? Why do you have a hotel room? And she's like, "I. where else would I stay? I have nowhere else to stay. So I'm at a hotel room. And I'm like, this isn't adding up. The Queensbury Hotel is the nicest hotel in town. If you're just visiting, and you or she, she lived here. It was so confusing.
1: Yeah, and she was saying I'm still that... still
0: shook up about it. She,
1: I think she was trying to positively reposition the bar as a better place to hang out. So I think she was offended that like her work wasn't working because um, she she had some thoughts about how the owner could run the bar a little bit better. She was trying to do a better job.
0: Yeah, she wanted our feedback about why we left, but then. She just tried to solicit us to her hotel room, which...
1: Who knows? Like, what do you think is the weirdest thing you could find in that hotel room?
0: Probably Corona everywhere. Spilt all over the place.
1: Then you should go. I know. It's like I'd you were almost right there in. before we started.
0: I can't believe we just did that.
1: I'm so embarrassed. And all right. after, before all this, Jack made us walk into half a dozen bars that we walked right out of. So I feel like we ruined a ton of first impressions today. I mean, everywhere was too loud. But you were like, in the beginning of the podcast, you're like, nobody would let us record.
0: All but we didn't I ask. Just it like, just
1: didn't fit our expectations. Yeah. There for was recording. music
0: playing. There, you know, People were like,
1: oh, $5 margaritas. And we're like, peace out. See you <laughs> later. It's
0: like, sorry, you got Fly 92 playing in the background. We can't talk <laughs> in front not of that. Fair. fair enough. But we landed at the bullpen. Great sports bar right in downtown Glens Falls. So if you're here, come check them out. Grab some Coronas because warmer times. And chiller vibes are officially here, and that's what coronas are for. When you're channeling those warm energies, today it's a little rainy, but not in here because we're sipping on some corona, at least what's left of mine. I can't believe that happened. I can
1: because that's what you do.
0: You know what I'm mad? Because when I do that, I usually do it two hands and I put it into my palm. I tried to do it with just my thumb, but I, did you even do it?
1: Um, I started, and then I was so appalled by what you were doing that I called it back a little bit. It's probably the right decision.
0: Um, But yeah, you're chasing warmer times and chiller vibes. Corona's
1: the Can we talk about another sponsor? We got a long podcast. Let's work them in.
0: We do. Uh, Had a couple galas. We did AIM service two weeks ago, and then two nights ago was Double H, 30th Anniversary, gala happened in Albany, which was nice and convenient for us. Um, And I think we all took a little something different away from that night. It was a nice gala for the kids. So we went out squat deep. My parents were there. You were there. Back nine, Bry was there. He showed up late and still drank more Miller Lite than everybody there. So we got to commend him for that. But what'd you think of it?
1: I loved it. I thought it was great. We've kind of been like vaguely involved with Double H and some of the people that have benefited from them. If you don't know, Double H is a kids camp up in Lake Luzerne in the Adirondacks that provides really a carefree, typical, normal kids' summer experience to kids that have life-threatening illnesses and disabilities from all over the country, not just from here in upstate. So this is a huge fundraiser for them and a huge opportunity to really highlight the kids and what they've gone through and what going to camp means to them and I talked on my podcast a couple weeks ago about, um, this is not, this is girl talk, but like how emotional I get when I'm going to get my period, which every girl is. But as soon as I started crying at that event, I'm like, obviously this is why. Because I don't think I would have cried that much, but they got me.
0: The tears were flowing.
1: They got, once you start, you can't stop. And the, the beginning of it, they had all the kids on Zoom. So everybody quiets down and you see all these kids on Zoom and the counselor and she's all cheery and they introduce themselves and where they're from. And then like that already makes you sad because of COVID. So you're like, oh, it's too bad. Like this night's for them. And then the counselor's like, you know, it would be so great if we could be there with you guys. You know what? Like, let's just go. Sure. She didn't say screw it, but that effect. And all the kids came out dancing and singing. And from that moment on, I knew it was lights out for me. Absolutely lights out, should have brought some extra mascara.
0: Yeah, you were crying.
1: I think it also like it's like selfish because you're like, I'm such an asshole. Why? Like it just makes you feel like like I was so bummed this week that my computer broke. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm complaining about my computer breaking and these kids like have so much going on in their lives and they can stand up there and say that going to camp makes them not have to worry. You're a kid, like you shouldn't have to worry about anything. Like, you should have to worry about, like, if what time your friend's coming over to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. So I think it just puts your life in perspective really quick when you go to these events, like, hearts out to the kids and their parents and the families and just glad that something like that exists in the area. Yeah. So assholes like me can feel bad about themselves and then reset.
0: Hey, well, we were there. We supported. Joe supported. I wish he was here today to talk about his glorious painting that he bid on and he won. It was giant. He said we could replace the backdrop of our studio, which, if you know, we hate the backdrop that he has designed. So maybe we can integrate this artwork in there somewhere.
1: Yeah, I I mean, yeah. I don't know.
0: But it would have been even more glorious. I also placed a bid, the biggest bid of my life, and it didn't work out. They had a silent auction for Alderbrook Lodge, which is a hundred acre and a private lake facility up near lake george and you could get it for a whole weekend it sleeps 16 or so people and i was like we will have the most incredible weekend if we get this so they started the bid at 2500 which i bid which is more money than anything i've ever spent in my life other than a car basically and it went up quick and then i went to five thousand. And then it was lights out. I couldn't keep going. It ended up around ten thousand and the kid who was, you know, waving their hand, they had lucky charms boxes to to alert the people. He was from CBA and he was like, You got nine thousand. It's at nine thousand. I was like, Get out of my ear. No,
1: I don't. That kid's working overtime trying to get those bids in. Yeah. But the older you get, like, you know, like I think we're at the phase where you just like go to fundraisers and you network and you mingle and you kinda like just like get to know what the gala scene is like. And we've done a few, but this is definitely the first kind of tour that we're on. But the next step is like, we got to actually like tap in. We got to like really get involved. Luckily we can kind of trade out our promotion, well wishes and stuff like that. And that's worthwhile. That's a donation in and of itself to be able to expose the organization to so many new faces and people that can fall in love with it the way that we did. But the next step is definitely ponying up Do they have ponies there at the Double
0: H? Oh, yeah. I'm sure they do.
1: Maybe we could sponsor some horses or something.
0: Hmm. I mean, pretty much every big wig has their name on a plaque up there for something, like a different house. It's a beautiful facility. We went there in January for a 10 Questions Deep episode, and I've driven by it hundreds of times in my life. It's up near Lake George as well. And they got a little ski mountain. They've got pools, indoor, outdoor. It's literally like the perfect camp. And they accommodate everybody, and uh, it's truly for the kids.
1: I would love to go back there in the summer. Back 9 Brian's brother is going to be a counselor again.
0: Yeah, I told him, I was like, I think we got to come back during like the peak because they, they have like cool, not festivals, but you know, uh, traditions during like the last week of camp and everything where every, all the families come up and they sing and do all this stuff. So we'll be up there and uh, not at the Alderbrook Lodge Show, although after we. I posted a quick clip just because of my mom's reaction of me bidding that much money was the most classic Lori thing of all time. I'm like 2500 and she just turns around and her jaw drops and she's like, can we
1: come? Do you want to hear the most classic Amanda thing? What? After the event? Yeah. So I get a text the night that we get back from my mom and she says, let's see, you got to pull up the whole thing. So this is like past her bedtime type of shit. Might've been after we posted the pictures. Yesterday at 9.25 p.m., can we buy Jack a new suit? He'd look great in Zara men's. He's got that tall, skinny European vibe. And I was like, I know. I said, that's his brother's suit, and I think it's his only one. Fair?
0: Uh, yeah, that I wear, yeah.
1: She goes, find out what size he is. I'm going anonymous shopping for him. It's time. And then she sends me some suits that she thinks she would look good in.
0: That's a great suit I was wearing.
1: I know, but you got to have more than one suit. Why? Because that's maroon. We're heading into summer. Most people have more than one suit. You get, you're getting offended. Like, that was nice of her. Yeah, but
0: I look great in it.
1: Yeah, but people have, you're not, hey, Arnold, like, you're not a cartoon <laughs> character. Like, you have to wear different outfits different places.
0: If we, I mean, I guess at the rate of gallows we're going, perhaps she's right.
1: Yeah, we got weddings this year. We got weddings last year. You cannot wear the same thing to every event. You are easily, equally as photographed as I am.
0: I've got, two, I've got two, two suits and I rotate between them.
1: How many goddamn pairs of underwear do you have? Three?
0: No, I got more than that. But suits, I mean, I usually, I, up until this year, I dress up twice a year. So didn't, that's why I had two.
1: Again, until now. And she just said, it's time. Yeah. What is your aversion to dressing better or dressing like more, uh, like just changing your wardrobe a little bit?
0: Because then I, I'm at a point in my closet where if I get something, I need to get rid of something. And I'm happy
1: with everything I have. I just think that's, I don't, I think you're, there's something more there. I get
0: no pleasure of dressing up or trying new things fashion. That's not how I express myself. But what if you did just try? I've tried. I've worn exotic things and I fucking hated it.
1: I'm just Dread, saying I, you I need. I got to,
0: dressed up a whole summer for the track, and I'm not I was you never been more diff- I'm not saying
1: you need to be exotic. I'm just saying like one more suit in the rotation isn't going to hurt.
0: I've got more suits. I just don't wear them.
1: Oh my god! I'm trying to help the kid. <laughs> Senior botanista wants to spend her own money and help you improve your wardrobe, and you're saying no.
0: Maybe you should go through the suits that my brother sent me. Like I have probably six suits. I just only wear two of them.
1: I think if we took your brother's suits, Drew, who has great style, who lives in DC. And we got them tailored, you would look like a freaking million bucks. Nobody doesn't feel good dressed like a million bucks.
0: I do need to find a tailor who can...
1: Mark Thomas will do it for you. He has guys.
0: eh. And
1: no, it doesn't matter if it's not from there.
0: I know. He's just, eh, I've asked him. He he always says that they're very busy.
1: Well, they are very busy. That's true. Most tailors are because most men want their clothes to fit perfectly.
0: Must be nice. What do you mean? (laughs) You get so offended. I'm not offended. I'm just not interested.
1: All right, fine. He's not I've lived Pass.
0: 29 great A years on this earth, not once worrying about what I look like via my fashion.
1: Touche? I don't know.
0: Speaking of bad fashion, Schenectady.
1: That was rude for Schenectady, I feel.
0: <laughs> Just joking. Schenectady's got some good stuff going on. and we. But experience, they do a bad fashion. See, you said that, not me. <laughs> no, you uh, did. We experienced a new gem of Schenectady. If you haven't been to the Mohawk Harbor and really walked around, it's a beautiful spot.
1: So glad you brought this up. I kind of forgot that that happened this week already.
0: Yeah. Listen, we're recapping the week and brainstorming the future. And then this week we went to Schenectady uh, to meet with rivers who we've been doing some stuff with, and we got a lot more stuff cool planned and they were kind of talking about what they do over the summer. And we never really covered Schenectady as much as we should, but, I think we're going to start now because we walked around Mohawk Harbor and how would you describe it?
1: I think you actually described it best. You were like, this could be anywhere, which isn't an insult. I think that's a compliment. Like if you have your favorite coffee shop or bar and you feel like it would fit in like multiple cities and places and to walk along the Mohawk Harbor, to walk on... On um, water or near water, it doesn't really matter what it is. If you know, obviously the ocean has a different vibe, it's the Mohawk River. Who cares? There's a marina, there's a beautiful apartment complex where everybody has a balcony looking the water over. There's bars and restaurants underneath. They have a private pool for the residents. And I'm just like, why are more people not taking advantage of this living opportunity? Like, it's not like it's that far from everything else, and it's so modern and cool.
0: Yeah. It's very cool. It's kind of like a little pop-up city. I get some Arlington, Virginia vibes. And I think there's a ton of potential there. So I'm excited to invest more energy this summer and beyond. Um, they got the Harbor Jam. They do sunset sips. And what was the last thing they wanted us to cover?
1: Um, It's not going to be Harbor Jam anymore. I think it's like they're doing like weekly or like a couple times a year. They're going to do a really cool series, like mm. a Saturday series or something they were calling it. Yeah. Um, something like that. I don't know all the details, but, um, yeah, I just think it's a great vibe. It's like enough going on. Why would you not? There was something else I was going to say. I can't remember.
0: But bringing this up, cause we also saw, you know, that's a new part of Schenectady. Then there's downtown. There's the stockade district, which I love. I want to spend more time exploring that. But we also went to an absolute Schenectady staple 75 years. And I've been there once. But it was your first time getting dogged up at Mike's first prize hot dogs. What'd you think?
1: I think we won first prize, right? Yeah, they were so excited for us to be there.
0: What was our waitress's name? Tressa. Tressa. She was so funny. She was had no idea who we were, but was super enthusiastic about us coming back. She's like, "You need to sit in my section. It's past the muffin box and before the silverware down there. I get these five tables, and it's a classic diner setup." 75 years of just slinging dogs and some mm-hmm. breakfast and we're literally sitting next to another couple who looked over and they're like, it's your first time. We've been coming here since 1950 and Crazy. You, you can't make this up. And the dogs were
1: good. I thought the dogs are good. Are they the best I've ever had? No, no. But I like kind of my signature thing when I'm really excited to be somewhere and really hungry is I always tell the server like I'm so excited. I can't like I sit down and I just I get ultimately excited to be there. And I share that with them to kind of test the waters of like, are they, if, are we going to be like a good match? or Are you going to think I'm over the top? Like, are you going to really recommend and kind of sell this place? And that was what made Mike so special was that she took the beat when I said we were so excited, um, gave her recommendations, just kind of talked us through the whole process, the history, and that kind of leads us to true hot dog season, or as you say, getting dogged up.
0: That was your quote. Uh, no. You have always said getting dogged up.
1: You've said it more in the last two days than I have, though.
0: Well, yeah, I'm just endorsing it. I think it's a thing now.
1: I'm just going to let you say it. Okay. So? Dogged up. Okay, so where are we going from here?
0: Um, I think we are going to define our three favorite places to get dogged up. Because yeah. I agree, Mike's was good. It wasn't the best I ever had. So uh, we'll start with you. Top three places, starting at number three.
1: Oh, shit. I have one and two, and I don't have three. What? Mm-mm. Um, oh, yeah, I do. All right, I got it. Okay, this is obscure. You might know it. Number, okay, no, I gotta switch my order. Number three is actually Nathan's hot dogs at the Saratoga Racecourse. It's it. a sneaky, kind of good, like, inside spot. Grab a hot dog, you're on the go, nothing messy. Um, they can do like a cheese dog with like the melted cheese if you really wanna trash it up. And then I believe like a side of classic Saratoga chips, which I love.
0: Love that. So that's my number three. What are the other two? Oh, I have to go in order? (laughs) Usually like on
1: KC Radio when they do top five, they go back and forth.
0: All right. My number three is Hot Dog Charlie's. We went there on National Hot Dog Day where we also got dogged up, but Mm -hmm. I guess we weren't saying that then. And it was good. I think it's solid hot dogs. I don't like the foofy stuff, grilled bun. Like I just like classic hot dogs that could come off the grill, but Hot Dog Charlie's, they've been doing it 99 years, I believe it was, and they got everything you need.
1: And And, they're local. We didn't know that.
0: Yeah, seven local locations, so it's kind of like a Ted's Fish ride. They don't mess around. They don't try new things. They serve what they serve, and I like what I liked.
1: That was definitely one of the places I walked into and said, I'm so excited. You did. Um, Number two, um, your own backyard. There's nothing like a grilled... Hot dog at your favorite barbecue, at your friends. Like, to me, that's quintessential two buttons deep territory. And if I'm, like, cooking anything on the grill in the summer, which not me, but whoever I'm with, like, there's got to be hot dogs in there. If someone goes around and says hamburger hot dog, probably both, but hot dog first.
0: Love it. My number two is Stewart's. Anywhere there is a steamer. They have converted. Growing up, there were steamers everywhere. It's literally like a glass box, and you'd lift up the top, and then... You'd pull out a drawer at the bottom with the buns in an aluminum wrap.
1: Where's the one where the hot dogs are, like, vertical, though? That's a steamer. Oh, okay. That's what I was yeah. thinking of. Okay. yeah.
0: But they've converted to the rollers where it's out and exposed all day, and I hate I, – it's just not the same. It's not the same vibe. It's kind of what you see at, like, a concession stand. Um, and even though Stewart's president, Gary Dake, agrees, he prefers the steamers, he says when they're on the rollers, they sell better because people eat with their eyes. You can't really see it in the box. It is kind of off-putting to see it, like, sweltering in a sweaty <laughs> box. A, but
1: There is a market for exposed wieners, that's for sure. 100%. Sweaty. Yeah, I just like the steamed ones. Don't they get a little – does the bun get a little soft, though?
0: No, the buns underneath in the drawer. Oh, okay. In I was thinking, alu- like, the yeah. whole thing it's was a, okay. You really got to know what you're doing. You There's nothing that really signifies the buns are there. So it's a process, and it's for the pros only, and I wish they kind of kept it in, like – a. You know, like the microwave at Stewart's, you kind of have to know it's there. Mm -hmm. If you know you know type of thing, Mm -hmm. same. They should have it just like next to the microwave. Like if you know they're there, they're there. But otherwise, the peasants can have the rolling wieners, the exposed rolling wieners.
1: All right. I'm so glad my number one popped into my head. If you have been on Saratoga Lake at any point in the last, obviously, over 28 years, there's a man... Who has a hot dog stand on a pontoon boat and it's called Grogs. And he's like this old kind of gnarly looking man with long hair and like a Jesus beard. And he has been flipping burgers since I was probably four or five years old and hot dogs, obviously. So he would hang out in Sandy Bay in Saratoga Lake just all day, just grilling. And you would kind of wade over because the water is like, you know, very shallow in some of the bays over there. And you would just walk over with a 5 or a 10 spot, grab your dogs, and head back to the boat. And I think as of like two years ago, I had seen him out on the lake. So he might still be slinging them, you know, COVID and God willing.
0: Getting dogged up in the water.
1: Honestly, again, there's a market for that. There's <laughs> <And, laughs> um, a market for those it. Those are definitely like, like, it's just the scenario. I yeah. guess if I had to do like a 1B that's more... Maybe everybody knows it's a ballpark of oh, any kind. Oh, well, you oh, just shit, took my sorry. number one. Damn it. God damn that's it. That's why you
0: don't go three in a row. You wanted to go back and forth. I know. That's what I mean. Well, no, that's why you don't do one B. Shh. That should have been number two. Okay. You should have had the number three. Okay, well, my number one's a ballpark. Specifically, I'll say Valley Cats because that's where I've probably had the most. But uh, I think they're just reliable, classic, don't know what the preparation is, nor do I want to. And for some reason... Same thing with, with I think, cheap beers and, and plastic cups. It just tastes better at a ballpark.
1: Oh, 100%. No questions asked. Yeah. I hate those people that are like, don't you know what's in that thing?
0: No questions asked. No,
1: I don't. I don't want to.
0: Oh, man. Well, Post of the Week, which is presented by Hoffman Car Wash.
1: <laughs> was like, Who's he going to get? Who's he going to get?
0: Hoffman Car Wash, because I was there... On Wednesday? Can they come here and clean? That's when they go, yeah. <laughs> Hoffman, if you can come clean the upstairs at the bullpen, it needs it. We got the unlimited pass. Just use that for the bullpen. Get the <laughs> interior nice and good. What what's what scent do you get when you go to Hoffman?
1: Great question. I get Summer Breeze. Summer Breeze. Is it a strawberry a one? I think it's like vanilla. Vanilla and Summer Breeze are the only two that I can think of. There might be, like, an orange. I don't know.
0: Hannah took my car recently, and I think it was a strawberry, and it smells delicious. Did she do the inside? Yeah, I never oh, do really? my inside. Oh, nice. So she nice. For- like, she stole my car and did the inside for oh, me. Oh, she's
1: such a good girlfriend. Shout out to Hannah.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's the type of treatment you can get when you're an unlimited girl in an unlimited world at Hoffman Car Wash. You can go as many times as you want, get washed up three times a day. If you get dogged up and things get dirty... Get washed up. Get washed up at Hoffman Car Wash, so... Um, They're presenting our post of the week, which was our video from another gala-esque thing, fundraiser, Best Buddies. We went to Crossgates Mall Sunday morning with Billy, came out of the woodwork, locked in for the kids, and we were the quote-unquote hype team for the Best Buddies Friendship Walk, which is about 500 people plus showing up, and they just walked around Crossgates in support of the kids at Best Buddies. And they raised $75,000 for this event. It's just a, similar to Double H. It's just great energy, all for the kids. Everyone's on the same page, and I loved being a part of it. And what we put together was just like we didn't promise them a video, we were just kind of there to do the in person part, but everyone was so good at dancing there. All the kids had these great dance moves. So I was filming. Billy was getting him hyped up along with DJ Ketchup, who I love. He's a great local DJ, also based in Schenectady, and he has good style. And I thought that was going to go mega viral. It did pretty well, but who knows? Might still have more potential.
1: Yeah, I was really glad you guys crushed that event. I was bummed that I couldn't be there, but kind of a great combo of all things. We love Crossgates. We love the kids. Billy's obviously all about it. And At events like that, you kind of need a hype man because it can die down Mm -hmm. if you don't have somebody constantly keeping the energy up. And when I watched it, I was like, hey, I thought there was going to be a walk because everybody was crowded around the dance floor just watching. Like, I didn't see anybody walking. So it must have been a very successful event. And I think it does put it in perspective. Like I said, like, you know, we have so many different purposes for what we do, but like the impact that that made and how many people appreciated you and Billy taking time out of your Sunday to show up. Um, I thought that was really awesome, and it was a freaking great video. Yeah,
0: it was. That's what it's all about. We show up, don't always have a plan, but we made some magic, and uh, I was happy for that. Me too. Well, I'm still coming down from that corona spill. I was
1: going to say, I think we've overstayed our welcome. We're a little edgy.
0: Yeah, perhaps. Well, shout out to the bullpen for hosting us. Again, if you're ever in downtown Glens Falls, come grab a beer here.
1: And if we didn't film this, they would have never known. Well, we'll see. (laughs) Who knows? I feel like we're gone without a trace.
0: Yeah, we're going to clean this up and be on our way. But quite an interesting day, quite an interesting week in the world of Two Buttons Deep. Thank you guys for following along. Stay tuned at Two Buttons Deep. We'll see you guys next week.